When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there and welcome to this week's Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is a fantasy football scout weekly podcast brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back on the game week we've just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Sam from the FPL family. Let's Scout the Game Week. This week, I'm joined by one of my FPL besties, my Q&A partner in crime and the Scout Network's FPL Black Boxes co-host, As. How are you, my dear? What a lovely introduction, Sam. I'm, I'm very good. I'm not normally good. this nice to you, am I? Normally I'll no, be it's I, I, Yeah, I gave you a nice introduction tonight on our Q&A, so I guess you're just returning the favour. That's it, that's it. How was game week <laughs> four for you? Yeah, it was all right. I took a hit that paid off, which is rare. Normally they go terribly, but yeah, this one went pretty well. Green Arrow, not a huge one. I think from about 500 to about 300k or something, but my team is actually looking pretty decent and I've still got the wild card. So yeah, all, all good. Mm, well, we'll talk about more about my game week later because my hit was the complete opposite for yours oh and it was pretty much as bad as hits can be. But let's start, as always, with a look back on the game that we've just played. We had a whole week of build-up to Ronaldo and it was the busiest set of three o'clock fixtures we've seen in such a long time. I actually loved it. Loved it on Saturday afternoon with so many games flicking through. But it was kind of all eyes, all ears on Old Trafford because, of mm. course, in the UK, the game wasn't televised. I'll be honest, his brace really didn't surprise me. It wasn't unexpected. I was kind of expecting him to do exactly what he did, I guess. Um, but then there were other members of the community who were kind of going, well, it was a bit jammy. It was a bit lucky. It was a fortunate tap-in. It was a goalie error. Goalie probably should have done better. Where did you stand on the Ronaldo brace? Bit of both. I mean, he was helped out massively by the goalkeeper being absolutely useless. I mean, it's the, what, third choice Newcastle goalkeeper. Yeah. I mean, the first one particularly, you know, a, a shot and a, you know, the keeper should have done better and then he, he taps in. The second one, I mean, he's still on goal. He just kind of kicks it through his legs. Again, you've got to think the goalkeeper did better. But like when, when you've got Ronaldo who takes as many shots as he does, I mean, I think he's already the highest shots per 90 in the league <laughs> you know and that's just gonna I think just gonna continue so he, he's just gonna continue to get chances and create them and he's gonna get lucky and that's the thing isn't it is that you know when we had him in the Premier League before he was a midfielder he wasn't necessarily that poacher in the box that he has become but mm. with the positions he's gonna take up he's gonna get goals like that all the time he's gonna be the one that's kind of in there waiting for a rebound off a keeper a rebound off the post he's gonna get tap-ins because he's gonna be in the right areas so I don't know for me that just makes him more of an asset and I, and I think you know we were all expecting that goal scoring to begin against a Newcastle team that you know as you've already mentioned were lacking both of their other goalkeepers and and obviously had lost Callum Wilson too so it was no great shock to me to see Ronaldo do what he did. And would it be a surprise to me see, to see it continue again into game week five? Absolutely no. not. I mean, like, like you say, it's all about positioning. It's all about taking shots. And his shots are accurate. He's not someone yeah. who, you know, he's not like a Jimenez or a Traore. He's someone who will put his shots on target. And he's going to have a lot of them. He's going to get into great positions. He's got creativity all around him. 
you know, you've got players that are going to give him space as well. You saw it for Fernandez's goal. I mean, Fernandez mm-hmm. could have passed it to the left to Ronaldo, who was completely free in space. He chose to shoot. If he'd passed that, that probably would have been another one yeah. for him. So I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to just continue to get goals. It's just what do we do in game week seven mm. where we've got him? Do we do we make the switch over to Lukaku who's got better fixtures? I think that's going to be the key decision. Yeah, well, that's something we can come on to later when we talk a little bit about Lukaku, but that's kind of the perfect segue into talking about the other United assets. Because, of course, for the last week, I feel like all we've done is talk about Ronaldo and maybe a little bit about Bruno in terms of, you know, do you take him out to free up the money to buy Ronaldo? But, of course, across that Manchester United team, you've got some other really phenomenal FPL assets that have been regularly returning over the course of the season in in Greenwood and Pogba. We've obviously got Bruno, who continues to come into the conversation after an absolute worldie of a goal in game week four. And then Luke Shaw, who's finally started to get some attacking returns. And with Ronaldo there, kind of makes him a better FPL asset. Now, I'm currently wildcarding. Luke Shaw's been in my team since game week one. And he was a player that I was kind of like, maybe I could start to think about losing him because the United fixture swing. And, Mm. you know, I would really like a Chelsea defender. But watching Ronaldo and the positions that he was in, on Saturday afternoon makes me want to keep Luke Shaw because whilst I'm not convinced that there's a lot of clean sheets there for him, the attacking potential could be Mm. huge. So in your opinion, you know, obviously there's Ronaldo and let's leave him aside for now, but with the rest of the United assets, how should we be investing? Yeah, I mean, Shaw's interesting because everyone thought he'd be sort of bombing down the left, putting in crosses that Ronaldo would convert his head. And instead, Shaw gets an assist through a really nice through ball for him Mm. to run onto. So again, I think we saw... Everyone was so focused on Ronaldo's heading ability, I think, that we kind of just forgot that he'd score those kind of goals as well. And sure, he's going to play so advanced and he's going to create chances for him and everyone else. I mean, Greenwood is there as well. I mean, I bought in Greenwood this week. He's now, you know, delivered returns in every every match he's played. I think he's, his place in the team's secure, definitely until Rashford's back. But sure, I haven't got sure. And I wasn't too worried about him at the start of the season. I thought it's a bit of a bandwagon that I can kind of swerve and it's yeah. been okay. For me, like I had, I've had Sufal, who's kind of matched him. But going forwards, I now think there's a big gulf because I think Shaw is, is going to really start to pick up the the attacking returns. I'm I'm still not sure about United defensively when when, mm. when Fred is the is the go to central midfielder. I know they've strengthened with with Iran coming in, but I'm just not sure that the clean sheets are going to be regular and the fixtures do toughen up. I wouldn't be buying Shaw, I don't think now, but I wouldn't be selling him. It's difficult to sell him, I think, because as you say, we've seen, we've started to see in game week four that attacking potential that we've always known that Luke Shaw has. And we saw him Mm. bucket loads at points last season. And when I look at that Manchester United team, they've strengthened in all the areas that they needed to strengthen. And and actually in some areas that they didn't really need to strengthen in terms of bringing in Ronaldo. So just think that he becomes a, a really nice option again. Now, I guess one of the things that the community is talking about is we're trying to budget for lots of premium assets, in particular Ronaldo or Lukaku and Salah, or maybe Ronaldo, Lukaku and Salah, or or at least a combination of of Mm. two of those three. There's going to come a pivot point. And as you say, it's likely to be in game week seven where the Ronaldo fixtures look more difficult in terms of the potential for goals and Lukaku's look a lot, lot more easy. Is there space for going for one of those United players, because on my wildcard, I'm really struggling to own Ronaldo and Lukaku and have Salah. And of course, we'll talk about Lukaku in a bit more detail in a minute. And Trent. Gonna, and, and Trent, because he's <laughs> going to have, uh, you know, Lukaku's got, on paper, looks like a tough fixture on Sunday, but with the defensive woes that Spurs currently have, I don't think it is. Is there space for going Greenwood, going Pogba 
over Ronaldo and hoping to pick up some of those additional points that come your way if you're going to go Lukaku instead. Yeah, I mean, I think I think in game week seven, you, you just need to have Lukaku in your team. I, I just mm. I can't I can't see any way in which you know like a decent FPL manager is going to be able to swerve him. And yeah. I think if you're go if you're going to do it, I think you're overthinking it a little bit. I mean, just to recap the fixtures they've got from game week seven: it's Southampton at home, Brentford away, Norwich at home, <clears throat> Newcastle away, Burnley at home. It's literally like kind of five relegation, you know battling teams in a row for arguably the best squad in, in the league with a with the main striker who's going to play every game. So to me, it's a complete no-brainer. The, the question is, do you pair him with Ronaldo and kind of rip up the rest of your team? I think we've got some options. I mean, I'm seeing more people going four at the back, which I'm not entirely convinced on. But I think when you've got Luke Shaw there, for example, maybe Reese James at 5'6", you've got Laporte, you know, you've got some decent kind of five five options that you can you can go for, and then you've got like Eiling, Veltman, Ben White, these guys. So you you can do it. Then you've got Damari Gray, Decore, Saar, mm. Traore, mid price midfielders that you can that you can get. In terms of your question, though, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably just be sticking with Greenwood, I think, and 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 losing Ronaldo for Lukaku. I, I don't really want to rip up my my team to to incorporate all three and have Trent. Trent's going nowhere. No, you know, I think the the the, this, the debate about whether we could lose Trent, I think, was answered emphatically again uh, this this week. He's he's just too good, just for seven five. He's he's just he's too good to lose. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with you on the Trent thing. I just think that you're budgeting for kind of the way I'm looking at my wild card at the moment is that by having a premium in every position, it's going to give me the most flexibility to move between them. I don't want to lose Trent because I just think that that's. FPL suicide to be honest he's mm. so so consistent and there was a moment a few weeks ago where I thought can I save a million and go Van Dyke? can I save half a million and, and go Robertson when he's back and fit and available and then you watch Trent and you think no I, j- I just don't want to it's it's too nice owning Trent and mm. it's yeah it's just something I don't want to sacrifice and then I feel the same about Salah I know that there were some in the community that were going without Salah in favour of having both Ronaldo and Lukaku. And of course, in game week four, that worked out fine because the, both of them braced and, and Salah just got one. But over the course of the season, Salah will return good points returns. He, it's inevitable. I think he's playing his best football, Salah. Yeah. He, I think he's, 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 in the, he's in the prime. I think, you know, obviously he got the 30 plus goals, you know, when he, when he first joined. But I think in terms of his overall game and contributions, I think he's at absolute top of his level. Mm. So if I'm picking one player in a wildcard team, it's him still. Like I still think he's the best asset in yeah, FPL. I too. Yeah, I, I, th- I think the thing with with, with Greenwood and, and Ronaldo is Ronaldo is going to carry on scoring goals in this run, even if you lose him. It's just you, you're trying to find the one who's going to score the most out of him and Lukaku. I think when you're looking at Greenwood, you can't think, is he going to cover Ronaldo? Because he's not going to. you just got to think, no. can Greenwood deliver for a 7-7 million asset? Yeah, I think he can because he's delivered consistently so far. But yeah, I think if you're trying to cover Ronaldo with other United players, then it's not the best way to go. There might be better picks because of the fixtures. I think this season you you have to accept, even more so than in seasons gone by, that you just cannot own all of these premium exactly. assets. It's, it's impossible. Exactly. Yeah. And we've still got KDB, who's likely to obviously come back into our thinking for game week five. Kane and Son, they're not assets at the moment, but for game week 13, the Spurs fixtures are really nice. They're going to come mm. back into the conversation. So we're suddenly going to have maybe six or seven premium assets who you viably 
could own and could return you points week in, week out. And it's impossible to build a squad that has them all. So you have to accept that there are going to be moments where you're not going to get the points that these players return. I went into Saturday knowing I had neither Ronaldo or Lukaku in my team, knowing that that was probably going to be a very, very difficult afternoon. And when both of them braced, I absolutely was not surprised at all because I knew that that might happen. And so it hurt less because I was kind of like, I've accepted the fact that these two are probably going to go mental and (laughs) I don't have them. But I do have other players who I trust to return and my other premiums did return so from that perspective it wasn't too bad now of course going into this weekend I owned Sun the press conference thank you Nuno on Friday was actually very helpful in ruling him out of the game although it is now looking hopeful that he might be available for Chelsea at the weekend but let's see so I thought I know what I'll do I can't get to Lukaku without a minus eight and I was in a place where I really didn't want to take a minus eight I just felt that I was making too many compromises to some players that I trusted to do well in game week four and I'd have to have taken them out so I thought I'll I'll bring in Mason Mount like I can't get to Lukaku so I'll go Mount he always plays he's likely to get assists for Lukaku it's against a Martinez list Villa it feels like a sensible transfer to make so that's what I did I bought in Mason Mount took out Sun and then of course Tuchel decided to play Pep for the afternoon and, and benched Mount. Now, the only positive was he didn't come on, which means I'm going to get Livermento's points off the bench. So that's bonus. But it's difficult now, isn't it? Because we also saw a number of Chelsea players getting rotated that afternoon, Jorginho and Christensen, and he spoke about the international minutes that he had. But again, it just throws that shadow of a doubt over picking anybody that's not Lukaku in that team it yeah. feels like there's much more rotation around every other position again and of course we we didn't have Reese James at the weekend because he was suspended what did you make of the Chelsea performance and are you now in the camp where you think maybe we should bring forward our investment in them yeah I mean in terms of squad they've got the strongest squad I think now in the league I, I didn't really think anyone would be able to touch Man City mm. and now you look at the, the players Chelsea have got on the bench and the players they can bring in and I just think they've we, I mean, we talked about it in our videos at the start of the season. They talk about strengthening the side. Bringing in Lukaku really did address, you know, the key kind of weakness they had. And then bringing in Saul as well. And then I just think that's lifted players like Kovacic as well. I mean, I've never seen him he was play brilliant. like that. He was, I mean, the pass he did for Lukaku and the goal he scored. He's Sometimes you need that that player to come in just to spur you on and say, OK, your position's not completely secure. You need to perform. And, and he absolutely did. Uh, so to me, there's it's great for them. And I don't particularly like Chelsea, so it's not particularly great for me watching them. But I think FPL-wise, it makes things really difficult. Because who do you go for in that team? I mean, someone yeah. like Reese James is is tough because they've got players who... who it, it, how many games does he get? Does he get two in three, two in four? It's really hard to predict what's going to happen, especially after the red card as well. Does he come straight back in? Does he not? Um, you look at all the players like Kai Havertz, like Mount... Uh, you know, they've got Pulisic that can come in. Ziyech played well, had a great preseason. Chilwell is now back in contention. So Alonso that a lot of people have gone for is, yeah. is tough. So I think the kind of the key person to go for is probably Rudiger in, in central defence. The most safe, right? It's the most safe. It's not the most exciting, but it's it's safe. Uh, mm. Or if you're feeling a bit braver, then then I think you go for James, but just accept he's probably going to miss out. Well, you've got Livermento on the bench. It doesn't matter, does it? I mean, he's Well, no, exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. It's really hard, I think, with Chelsea because... I was fully anticipating playing my wild card ahead of game week seven. That was my original plan. But actually, I watched Chelsea against Villa, uh, having watched what happened to Spurs, uh, less about that the better, earlier on that day, and thought, 
No Eric Dyer likely because of the injury that he picked up against Palace. Tanganga suspended. Ramiro still isolating until the day before the Chelsea fixture. I mean, he's not fully isolating because he's in Europe. So he is doing training, but of course not with the squad. So he's not back until the day before the Chelsea game. Sanchez hasn't been available. That Spurs defence has suddenly gone from being ridiculously good in the opening three game weeks to being at bare bones within 90 minutes. It was 90 minutes of absolute disasters for Spurs defensively. And I look at that fixture against Chelsea next weekend. They're normally fairly tight fixtures. There's not normally like a massive haul of goals. But this season, with the way that Spurs have defensive woes and a lack of get-out if Bergwijn and Son don't make it through their fitness to the weekend... And that Chelsea team could go absolutely mental against Spurs. I just thought I need to have invested in this Chelsea team now because I agree with what you said before. I do think they have the best squad in the league and I do think that they are going to be in with a very, very good chance of winning the Premier League full stop this season. And so investing in them feels like the right option. And Lukaku is that player for me. Whereas I look at Manchester United Mm. and I think the fixtures are going to turn. I'm probably going to miss out on some Ronaldo halls between now and that. And even when the fixtures turn... I'll probably still miss out on some Ronaldo points, but maybe I can get Greenwood instead and get into the Manchester United team that way. It's never going to get me the Ronaldo points, but it get me some points that are valuable at a seven to eight million pound-ish player. But at Chelsea, I struggle with that because now even we've seen Mount getting benched, it's, it's really mm. tough. It's really and also, tough. Even, even if Mount is in the side, is he still going to be the best player to own? I don't like, know. I, I, you, I, don't, I just don't think you, you you can't you can't I don't like the word coverage anyway, but you can't cover Lukaku with Mal. No, you it's can't. Just, you can't. It's just, it's just impossible. I mean, I don't think you can cover Ronaldo with Greenwood, but I think the fixtures at least mean there should be less of a gap between them. But if you went with Mount from game week seven onwards over Lukaku, I think you'd just get absolutely destroyed. It's gonna it's, hurt. It's, it's gonna hurt a lot. I mean, in terms of the Chelsea performance, though, I mean, you'd think a three nil comfortable win. It wasn't. They weren't that great. Like they. They did well. I mean, Villa were very unlucky not to score. It's only because Mendy was in the absolute form of his life that they kept mm. another clean sheet in that yeah. game. Lukaku had the least touches of all players on the pitch, but scored two absolutely fantastic goals. Yeah. But the worrying thing is not that they weren't that... I mean, they were they were pretty comfortable. You never thought they were going to lose. But the worrying thing is that's not them playing at their best, right? If they turn up against Spurs, I think you're right. I think they could absolutely humiliate them so it's not a good time to be playing Chelsea it really really isn't and I think that's a really nice segue actually into Aston Villa because arguably this was their best performance of the season yeah that I've seen from them in a fixture where we were all kind of like it's time to get off Villa the fixtures have changed they were arguably at the best that they were obviously Bailey came back for some minutes in that game they're going to have Buendia and Martinez back for game week five but are they still a no-go even after that performance against Chelsea I know they lost but they were significant improvements there Mm. Well, I think they're just a bit of a, still a bit of a work in progress, aren't they? And taking maybe taking Buendia out, maybe got them to revert back to more of a style they were used to playing last season. You know, they're still learning how to play with him because he's now kind of the chief creative hub for the side and they need to kind of start getting the most out of him, I think, to go up to the next gear. So, I mean, they had the lowest, what, the lowest XG, I think, or one of the lowest XGs of all teams going into yeah. this Chelsea game. No one gave them a chance in, in this match, especially with Martinez being out as well. Yeah. And it definitely spurred them on to to put in something sort of quite good. The, the fix are just so bad for them. And, and I still see a team in transition a bit. So other, other than Ings, I, I, I don't think there's any there's any investment that, that can be made, really. And I think even with Ings, I think there's so many good strikers that you want. I, I, I mean, I sold Ings 
and I, I'm not suddenly thinking, oh, I need to get him back. So mm. I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't be considering him for now. But I think you know, hopefully, when the fixtures turn, we we start to see there are a team who I want to watch and start seeing him to improve. Yeah, and then further down the line, I might go back to Wings. Okay, I love yeah. him. I think he's amazing. Yeah, I must admit, I think with Watkins back as well, they, things could be massively on the arc for Villa. But as you say, fixtures just are so difficult for them to return lots and lots of points. And at a time where we have got a lot yeah. of assets that are, there probably are a bit of a wait and see. Now, it would be absolutely amiss of me to have you on and not talk about Brighton. Bit of a smash <laughs> and grab from your boys at the end of that game, to say the least. But again, they were defensively solid. Duffy, yeah. Sanchez, both popular picks. Question you never thought you are going to be asked. Shall we double up on the Brighton defence? I mean, we don't we don't do this, by the way. We don't do ninety third minute, you know, winners in any capacity. Uh, it was something that I don't think I've ever seen from from Brighton, and it was a really good match. I mean, I've watched the extended highlights, and you know, both teams had had chances. It was a really open, exciting, attacking game of football, and yeah, it was it was it was great. It was great to see you know two teams in the Premier League going at it like that. So it's funny to say that, you know, Brighton are so good defensively when they play such kind of open attacking football. But I mean, I've got the double up at the moment. I'm still not entirely convinced on Sanchez. And I keep saying it. I mean, he, he, see, he just seems to me he's either going to be a six pointer or a one or two pointer. He's never going to sell hit. him though, because I've got him it at is. the moment. And on wildcard, I'm looking at it thinking, I can't really see another player that I... No, not for four or five. Exactly. Not for four or five. I think that's the thing. I think, you know, I think we, we saw Backman maybe at the start of the season, he's going to rack up the saves and, and maybe get some balls, but Watford have been really poor. So we're, we're kind of not really going there. Uh, so I, I think for, for four or five, he's still the best option. Um, we might start seeing some, I mean, Melier, for example, I mean, Leeds have been, have been rubbish, but they've got a, a great run of fixtures going forward now. So you could... But money's so tight, isn't it? Because you want to get all these premiums in. So I'm not entirely sold on Sanchez, but yeah, I think he's he probably said is the, the best four or five option. Um, I've got I Veltman think- as well, and he got a yellow card and a bonus point, which is very, very rare to see happen in FPL. So he's doing all the right things as well, playing at wing back. I do like him. I, I just like the Brighton defence, and I'm kind of looking at them thinking it's so nice to have some cheap options and with no return for Dan Byrne and, and, and Tyreek Lamptey yet, there seems to be a lot of stability there. And, and why would you make a change? Defensively, they've been really good. So mm. feels to me like investing in Brighton isn't a bad option right now. I'm not the sure one gonna... issue is Webster. If yeah. Webster's out for a, a prolonged period, that's going to massively affect us. Because I don't really know who comes in to centre-back <laughs> if he's if he's out. it's. I mean, I guess Veltman shifts over and Groves goes back to right wing back. But it, it, it does leave us weaker if he's if he's out for a while. Mm. All right, well, let's go from one strong defensive unit to another one then, and Wolves, because obviously for the first part of the season, we were all talking about how good the underlying stats for Wolves defensively were, but they hadn't yet managed to keep a clean sheet. Well, game week four was the week where they did indeed keep that all-important clean sheet. Now, it was Marcel with the points this time around, but it could so easily have been Samedo. He had so many opportunities Sias is up there as well in terms of uh, opportunities, goal attempts from them. So have you invested in the Wolves defence? If you haven't, are you going to? And who do we do? Do we do Marcel? Do we do Tomato? Do we do Sias? Do we just play it really, really safe and boring and cheap and go Cody? Oh, you, you can't go Cody. Not, not, not with the, not with the <laughs> underlying stats of some of these other defenders. I think for four or five, I'd, I'd rather have Marcel anyway. I think, you know, mm. the same price. I think he's done enough, but I think if you can if you can just find that little bit extra for Samedo or Sace, then then it's 
it's worth it. I think my son wasn't really lucky, but he was a bit lucky, you know. I mean, all all if you if you look purely at stats, Samedo should have had a double digit haul. Oh, sure. Like, it's his heat map's ridiculous. He's getting chances, he's getting he's creating, you know, good opportunities. He's he's just in that bracket with Traore, you just can't trust him to ever yeah. really deliver on his promise. And we saw it so much last season. And Jimenez is starting to enter into that bracket now as well, because he just isn't converting any of the stuff that he... You brought him in, didn't you? I saw. Oh, well, yeah. So he... So oh, it's so frustrating this, because <laughs> obviously I had issues. I had loads of issues last week going into game week four. And I really... I just didn't want to hit the wild card on Friday afternoon. I just... I didn't have the headspace for it. I was like, I'm just going to panic and I'm going to get it wrong. I'd rather wait a week and play it in game week five. And so I'd gone into game week four thinking, if, if this all goes wrong, then fine. And so I had some choices to make. It was Mount Greenwood or Yotta for Sun. And actually, in some ways, I'm glad I went Mount because it meant Livermore off the bench. Yeah, so made I the right decision. Made the right decision, yeah. strangely. Uh, and then the choice up top was... I've got to get rid of Dini. So who do I go with? And I had a straight choice between Jimenez and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. The flag on Calvert-Lewin scared me. So I thought, oh, I'm just going to go Jimenez. The underlying stats have been good for Jimenez. The Wolves attacking line looks good, but they haven't really yet fully committed on it. And I watched that and thought exactly the same again. They still, mm. Jimenez still had a good game. He still had some good chances, but they just don't quite ever get there and, and I knew when I bought in Jimenez that he was kind of a one goal a game player mm. that's what we've seen in the past we haven't ever really seen him haul massively but the consistency was always there in terms of returns for him we haven't had that yet so now I'm in a bit of a quandary with him because I bought him in last week for a reason because the fixtures are still really nice for weeks but how far do we trust them he goals. needs a goal. He just he just needs to get a goal because it's you know coming back from this massive injury. The more chance he snatches out, the more times he misses the target, the more things that go wrong for him. The more he's going to get into his own head. Yeah, and you know the less effective he's going to be. I mean, he's got a bit of competition there now with Huang coming in. Yeah, and you know Trincao's. You know they they've got options. You know they've got Fabio Silva as well and, and other players. So I think his overall performance is is still really high. And I don't think he's he's at risk of of you know not being in the starting eleven. But I want. Wonder if yeah, there could be some early subs coming from soon. He, he just he just needs to get a goal. He needs mm. to get. Well, as soon, I think as soon as he gets that first goal, the floodgates, right. the Jimenez one goal a game. Jimenez will will start to see again. But I'm just hold. I think I'm going to hold off on investing in, on him until he gets that first goal. It's difficult uh, as part of the wild card because I'm kind of like I've got him, and now I'm really torn because you wouldn't normally take out a player that's got such a nice run of fixtures, particularly as I'm kind of also in a quandary about Antonio and what to do about him. We'll come to him in a second. But it's difficult to de-invest, I think, in Jimenez when you keep looking at the underlying stats that they're creating and thinking there should be goals coming. There should be goals mm. coming, particularly in the fixtures that Wolves have got coming up. So yeah, I'm tempted to just just hold him for now. Antonio, what did you make of that? Two yellow cards, get sent off, misses game week five, having had three back-to-back returns in game weeks one, two, and three. What do we now do about him? Do we move him on? given it's the start of the Europa League and that's the sort of time the fixtures were going to swing anyway and we were all talking about maybe that's the moment or do we just say we have to keep it? I think the two examples you've given are, are like just peak FPL, aren't they? Like you yeah. you choose, you spend all week deliberating Jota, Mount and Greenwood and you go for Mount, he doesn't deliver but then you end up getting six points off the bench <laughs> and, it, and it's the right decision. I mean, that's, that's you know, that's just kind of why we love so. the game. And then Antonio, highest scoring player in the game, one of the highest owned players. Everyone's got him. 
and then you get something like this. And in a way, it makes the game more interesting because I think now we're going to start seeing a bit of a diversion. I mean, if he, you know, if he'd scored again, he's going to get more owners and then you don't earn anything from him. But I think we are going to see people wildcarding and losing him. We're going to see people moving him on, you know, for players like Lukaku and Ronaldo and stuff. And I expect his ownership to take quite a significant hit when, when the next game it rolls around. I'm keeping him. I mean, you know, United at home, I'm not expecting huge things from him him anyway he gets a nice little rest now as well and then he's got Leeds and Brentford in six and seven so I'm not too concerned about him I mean mm. it means I've got to play Billy Gilmore this week which is a bit <laughs> a bit uninspiring this is his week this is his, this week. Is, this is his week well there, there are some rumours he's gonna be pushed a bit further up the pitch because they just signed a new they signed a new DM he only missed out because he played a lot for Scotland so he'll be back in the side but yeah I don't think you sell you sell Antonio particularly if you've got him at the start and you've you know he's gone that's up it for me He's, he's gone up 0.4. I'm, I'm heavily invested. There's two fixtures after Man United I like. So I'm going to hold him through my wild card. I'm just going to bench him through game week five and, and have him back in for those two games that follow in, in six and seven. And I think it's after those two games in six and seven that I might then think about yeah. moving him on if he hasn't performed, if the Europa League is taking its toll at that stage. But apart from this one, and he just got frustrated, let's be honest. He was just having a frustrated game mm. against Southampton at the weekend and, and it got the better of him. Well, so. game, game week eight, the fixtures turned massively. Everton away, Spurs at home, Villa away, Liverpool, Wolves, City. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a bad run. Yeah. So I think, and we're going to start seeing Europa League and hopefully, you know, we're going to have like Bamford and, and Calvert-Lewin and maybe Jimenez will get a couple of goals. We're going to, I think we're going to have other options emerging. So I think, that might be the time which you, which you sell him, but I, I definitely think for six and seven going into those games at Antonio, you're going to be you're going to be worried. Mm, okay, let's turn our attention then to game week five. Another week of price changes in store. In fact, we've had some already. Lukaku um, has gone up already finally. by point one. Finally, after all that waiting, managers are going to be looking to bring in these premiums. They're going to be looking for routes to Lukaku and Ronaldo if they didn't do it already. They're going to be looking at making changes in the way that their teams are structured in order to do that. And that probably means either multiple changes and points hits, or like I've done, hitting the wildcard button on the back of, of game week four. So. If you were wildcarding this week, which of the premiums, I think we've already got Trent locked in there, but which of them would mm. be non-negotiable for you? Salah and Trent, for sure. Like, absolutely, no no doubt. And then I think you just have to experiment with what you do with either Ronaldo and Lukaku, or you just go for one. Mm. I think if you're just picking one and you're wildcarding this week, I think you go for Ronaldo Ooh. and you move down to Lukaku. I still I still think that's, that's the way to go, just because of that City game for, for Chelsea. Um, but it's close. I mean, if, if you wanted to save the transfer and you go for Lukaku over and out, I don't think it's a it's a terrible decision. It's just you've got to you've got to effectively pick one, and I it's easier to go down than it is to go up. You're 100 percent right, and I think if the fixtures changed, then I would follow you. But because the fixtures changed better for Chelsea, and because I'm looking at that, I, even as a Spurs fan, I'm looking at that Spurs game thinking I'll be astounded if Lukaku doesn't score in that. Mm. And even against Man City, I wouldn't be surprised if Lukaku gets something against Man City. So if he gets a couple of goals in game weeks five and six, going into that nice run of fixtures that he has, he looks ideal. And that extra million, it covers so much in terms of the rest of the squad I can build. So I'm looking at going Lukaku over Ronaldo on the basis that I'm kind Mm. of accepting that the next couple of weeks might be, it might not be the right pick. But because I've upgraded elsewhere, the player I've brought in instead might actually mm. give me better returns than having Ronaldo and a cheaper option might, if that makes sense. So 
that's why I'm doing it. And so for me, I agree with you totally. Non-negotiable, Salah and Trent, 100%. Both of them just can't not have them. Ronaldo and Lukaku is much more of a conversation. And I think it's just a case of picking one. And actually, maybe this season it's about not being as loyal as we normally would. Maybe mm. with those, it's about catching the game time when they're hitting their their good runs of form. We've seen in the past that Ronaldo does better against the weaker sides in, in Syria. So we've got a point where we can just say, maybe we go Ronaldo for these weeks and then we switch to Lukaku, but we're always therefore leaving money in the bank to cover ourselves moving backwards and forwards between the two. Yeah. And I think if that's going to be a strategy that works, or you just have to say, right, I'm going to accept that there's going to be moments across the course of the season where I'm going to miss a haul from Ronaldo because I own Lukaku, or I'm going to miss a haul from Kane because I own Ronaldo or Lukaku. But that's okay because I'm if I stay loyal. You, you need to. You, I think you need to decide now whether you're going to go with two or whether you're going to go with one because yes. I, I the the switching thing I think works sort of from maybe game week 13 or something, but from game week seven you're, you're not going to switch Lukaku out. There's no. no way you're going to sell Lukaku for Ronaldo in the in the run they've got. So no. you need to, you, you need to decide if you're going to go with these top this top heavy team or whether you're going to just just make the switch from, from Ronaldo to Lukaku kind yeah. of quickly. And yeah, I mean the way I see it is United have got West Ham and Villa, Chelsea have got Spurs and City. I think you're definitely right about Spurs' injury record, but purely on fixtures, it's it's Ronaldo that I'd I'd rather have. I think. Mm. But I think one of the key things to consider, are you really not going to captain Salah in game weeks five and six when they've got, when he's got Crystal Palace at home and Brentford away? So if you're not thinking of captaining Ronaldo, then I do think maybe Lukaku is the better option because then you're saving the transfer and you can use the extra money, like you said. So yeah, I'd say Ronaldo over Lukaku if you're going to captain him in one of the next two. Otherwise, Lukaku. There you go, I've changed my mind. You've convinced me, Sam. Yeah, because that's what I'm doing. I'm going to captain yeah. Salah for the next two weeks. So I'm going Lukaku because it means one less thing to think about come game yeah, yeah. seven. And I do think Lukaku against Spurs without any defenders, it's just going to be a disaster. And when you're saying that as well, as a Spurs, as a biased Spurs fan, it's yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I just to think about. We've got no defenders. I mean, basically, going to have to play Harry Kane in defence. So let's see what happens. <laughs> basically, where he was, to be fair. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, what about differentials then? Because obviously, you know, this premium drama is going to rumble on while people try and decide. But increasingly, it's maybe more important than ever that we get our differentials right. And we have those that we pick as our little punts, our cheaper options mm. maybe, that go on good runs and that we should invest in before. Is there anyone that kind of has stood out for you? Maybe Damari Gray after yesterday's performance is, is one of these that we should be Oh, about. he's frustrating, isn't he? Because he's not. Is he even a differential anymore? He's, I mean, he's twelve percent owned. Everyone seems to be buying him. He's on a bit of a Lingard run. He's he's had three shots and scored three goals. Yeah, in three games. It's it, maybe you know, it's the Ben it, Rama of the early part of the season. I know it seems unsustainable, but then you do see players with these low xgs. You know that, that continue to do quite well. I think I still prefer Decore though, and I, I think with the role that he's got, he's getting so advanced up the pitch, and I, I just really like Decore. And you know, two assists mm. and, and some bonus against against Burnley. I think if I was going to pick one, I'd still go for him. So he'd he'd be kind of one of the one of the differentials. On the last Q and A, I talked about Tierney. Oh yeah, as did. well. Did I mean he's clean sheet, didn't he? He did. And he got a bonus point as well. He's six percent owned. He's, they've got a good run, Arsenal and. I think we were hoping to see a bit more from them with White and, and Gabriel in the team and largely they they got the job done and I just think they're, they're going to be a better defensive side with those two at the heart of defence and mm. he's 
always someone who's, who's going to get tackle returns. Trouble is injuries. Like you're you're basically guaranteed for him to get an injury at some point in the next sort of five or six weeks. But you yeah. just kind of have to take that that on the chin. And then the other differential is the Wolves players. Like you say, yeah. I think Jimenez. I think Jimenez is a great option if you're willing to kind of stand by him. What until he gets that first goal? I mean, he's got he's got to get it soon, right? It's, it's oh, got to happen. Surely. And I know if I take him out, he's going to bang. Like he's he's just inevitable. So. I think I am going to stay loyal to him. And as you know, I think there's enough. I think with Calvert-Lewin Calvert- out, Bamford is, is a doubt I've seen today for yeah. hamstring, potential Fixtures hamstring for Ings. Yeah. Tony's dead to us now. It's Antonio suspended. Like, you yeah. know, you're looking at that price bracket and thinking Jimenez is the standout in that and he's in the goals imminent table. So I think I'm going to be loyal. I just yeah. I can't see anyone better actually unless you go <laughs> unless you go massively drop in price and basically pick somebody because they're going to enable you to do other things and then obviously you expect, you expect lower stats four percent owned with the fixtures with this got I mean the, the other ones to me are just ones we talked about I mean Sace has got one percent ownership and Semedo's got 2.6 yeah and they they will get points like the the their stats are too good for them not to just not to get something over the run of fixtures they've got. So yeah. I think any of any of those three Wolves players, um, I'm definitely getting a Wolves player in this week. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to get the wrong one. <laughs> Which one, one are you getting? And I'll get the other one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm probably either going to get Semedo or, or Jimenez, but I'm I'm a little bit put off that Jimenez hasn't hasn't scored yet. So uh, it's between Sace and, and Semedo. I think Sace is more likely to get something just because he's I think he's bad I, I don't really rate Semedo and I, I do like Sace mm. but it is fun having the attacking wing back rather than the the kind of centre back so mm. I don't know we'll see, we'll see how I'm feeling at the end of the week well let's lose that as a way into the last question or penultimate question anyway that I've got for you which is cheap defenders most managers are looking to own at least three now in the 4.5 to 4 category yep. because it's enabling the rest of your squad so if I was to put you on the spot and say pick three now I think Livramento's in there but who would the other two be? Livramento definitely. Uh, I think Brandon Williams as well at four. I think I think those two. Yeah, those those two are the stand the standout options. I mean, Brandon Williams is playing for like you know they've conceded the most goals in the league, Norwich, but they have got a good run of fixtures. And what you want is a kind of especially if you're wildcarding, Duffy is a bit of a doubt when when we get all our our players back for Brighton. So I think you're guaranteed with Williams that he's going to start the majority of games. And then it's probably Ben White. Um, at, at four three, uh, he's not the most exciting pick, and I think probably Marcel is a bit more exciting at, at four five. Uh, but I think um, maybe I'll go for Marcel. Marcel, I'll let you have four. Exciting. Go on, I'll let you have four. We'll have you go. Ben White. Marcel, Thanks, Sam. Yeah, ben, White. Ben, ben White and Marcel. Ben White, if you're really boring and you're, you know, you're, you're either going to get six or, or two. If you want a bit Marcel, more safety, security yeah. starts. If you want, if you want a bit more safety, he's the one to get. But yeah, I think, I think Marcel at four or five has now done enough to, to, to say that he's a viable option. I think Should people be. are a bit indifferent about him going into this week, but when you get two assists, I think he's someone that we need to Great heat map as well. Like yeah. he's, the, the, those wingbacks or wolves are, are so advanced. Perfect. Right then, the final and most important question. Who wears the captain's armband this weekend? <laughs> I mean, it should be Salah, right? <laughs> I mean, he's got an amazing record against Palace. Yeah, so did Kane, though. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, Palace are good. That's the, that's the they thing. They were good in like, game week three. Game week four, they suddenly were like, the Vieira effect is having yeah. an impact now. I mean, they played against a Spurs side missing Dyer and, and down to 10 men, but, and Spurs were terrible, but they were really impressive. They've got 
character they've got personality they've got a style that that's that i haven't seen from them and i wasn't really expecting to see from them at this early Sa- but Sa- i mean salary is the obvious pick just because of the form he's in mm. but ronaldo away at a, a west ham without antonio you know he's he's so good at you know yeah. getting the ball running with it bullying defenders I, I can see i can see united definitely scoring a couple in that match so it's between those two i'm not sure Pro- probably I'll say, i'm gonna say ronaldo Oh, well, I'm going to captain Salah because I won't even own Ronaldo, I don't think, going into game week five, which as a wildcarder is still somewhat terrifying. Right, as thank you so much for joining me this week. That is it for this week's Scout the Game Week, and I'll be back next week to look back on game week five and ahead to game week six. <laughs>